Welcome to the Gridiron 4th and 1 podcast. My name is Rishi and I am your host today. Uh, it is uh, Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, and with me is uh, my esteemed co-host uh, who is traveling. Uh, his name is Nooney. Uh, he is the Kamish, the one and only. Nooney, how you doing? Good. Good, Rishi. Uh, yes, I am here in Knoxville, Tennessee on a work trip, and it is a little an hour past you guys in Chicago, but it's good. I'm doing well. Not too bad. Is, is Knoxville weather treating you well? Knoxville, uh, the city you know, itself, all good? Yeah, I've been here plenty of times. Uh, I usually come three or four times because of work throughout the year or so. Uh, it gets it's it's actually really nice right now. I think it's like mid seventies, so it doesn't feel that hot. And uh, you know, uh, we're pretty close to the Smokies, so there's a lot of people driving around here because I think it's like a busy time with like the color of the leaves changing and stuff like that. So, um, oh, so very scenic. Yeah, I mean, we you got to drive to see the hills, but it's better than flat grid Chicago sometimes. <laughs> um nice yeah it's good it's good uh food this year is okay it's not bad um apparently Nashville has like i think one of the top cities or something that has the most food per capita or something along those lines so like restaurants yeah like restaurants there's a lot of mom and pop shops here along with like chains but um okay so what's what's if people are going to Knoxville, you you've been there several times now what is like the one place like hey Go here, try this. Um, or, or do you not a steak, have a place? No, there's a steakhouse here called. So, Tennessee is known for their barbecue. So there's two, there's two like chains or not chains, but like main barbecue places. One's called Sweet Peas. It's very good, and another one is called Calhoun's. Both are solid. Um, solid like food like if you're going to come to tennessee there's like this is their version of tennessee barbecue and um they're very big here on unsweet and sweet tea that's like a very big thing here so at any restaurant you go to like today we went to a thai restaurant and they offered unsweet and sweet tea um as an option so <laughs> i mean not like thai tea outside of that too so yeah it's like a very common thing that people drink here so um yeah it's good it's a uh, it's people are pretty friendly here so a little bit of an accent, but you know, Knoxville's pretty urbanized. So this is where the University of Tennessee is as well. So yeah, um, from that perspective, you know, it's kind of like a campus townish feel. If you imagine just with the bigger city, so imagine like uh, we all went to Champaign, so that doesn't count. But just trying to think like Champaign, and then like a couple of skyscrapers, and then a, like you know around it. But it's good. There's a lot of people. Like professors and a lot of smart people here so nice okay well uh since you are in travel i guess um how does that impact your fantasy football like do you are you paying attention to it more since you have you know you're not at home with uh with kids and, and everything that you got to deal with or, or is it like yeah so are I you think, so it's, paying attention i mean to anytime it? you're traveling so you're right i guess anytime you have kids you kind of just staying on top of the league and fantasy football in general is it's a, a little bit more of a challenge, but when you're traveling, it's even more of a challenge because, you know, you usually go to travel for work for a purpose and that purpose usually takes, it's not like a nine to five kind of job. It's more like nine to whenever you end up f- finish seeing people, seeing all the meetings that you had to go to and then making sure you could do your regular work. And then only after that is when I can catch up on the league and stuff. So like, um, this past week, I didn't even get to look at any of, um, like I didn't put any waivers in or anything like that. So just like no oh, wow. time and that's part of it. Right. So you got to stay on top of it. So it's, it's not an excuse, but, um, it's one thing you got to work on. But other than that, I think mm-hmm. the more difficult part is like being away from your family, your kids, and then like having, having to FaceTime them. Uh, we back. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but uh, back to Nooney. Nooney, you you were talking about how what it's like, you know, to be on travel and to have to deal with fantasy football on travel, and how you know it's difficult for you to um, do that, but it's also even more difficult for you to have to just 
you know, be FaceTiming your kids um, when obviously you'd rather be there in person along with your wife and everything. Um, so, but I guess from the standpoint of fantasy football, um, you've been commissioner for four weeks now of a regular season. You know, what's it like to be commissioner on a weekly basis? Do you, are you dealing with a lot of stuff or, and then how does that uh, impact what you do for your um, fantasy football rankings and, and how you go about doing yeah, that? So, Not so putting me in the top six. Well, you, you made a dumb trade. So outside of that, <laughs> that's why you got, plus you and Karen both can't be in the top six. There's only one room for one at the moment. Um, but no, yeah. So, you know, for the most part, the four four weeks haven't been that bad. You know, the the biggest thing is doing these power rankings once a week, and that's not even that bad. Um, just got. I just I just try to make an effort to do it Thursday before the Thursday games go out, just so I don't have a bias um, towards it. But um, really, the work wise, nothing's has been too complicated. Um, you know, Kieran's been helping a lot still with the financial stuff, so and updating the Google sheet for the transactions. And then once that goes through, just updating the fab on Tuesday takes like a minute or two. And, you know, luckily we haven't ran into any, like, you know, I think when Zane had it, we had all these like disclaimers with COVID. And if that guy doesn't go in and this is the guy that I want to put in, there was like all this manual remembering and tracking that he had to do. So, Luckily, we don't fall into any of that, and there really hasn't been any, you know, nothing crazy from a trade perspective that anybody's like, no, that's impossible. So maybe things will start picking up, you know, as we get closer and closer in the league. And yeah, closer, closer to the trade deadline time yeah. frame. We got, yeah. So closer to the I trade deadline, things will start probably picking up a little bit more. So. Yeah, and as people start to like, obviously, if there are certain people that are like losing games, or certain people that are like, "Oh man, I'm just like this one player away," I know uh, making trades. It's definitely going to be one of those things that you'll have to look out for, especially with depending on the timing of the trade and when the games are. Um, so, but interesting. I mean, it sounds like it's not so bad now, especially with not COVID and and whatnot. So that's that's definitely good news from that standpoint. I'm sure uh, Zane will be like, "Oh man, I wish I had kept the job." <laughs> No, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, Zane's still always there. He'll never, he'll never leave me. Um, but yeah, it's not too bad. At least right now, right? We're only four weeks in, and I think teams are still trying to figure out. Owners are still trying to figure out what they're trying to do. So, I yeah. think once um, we get closer, like you said, and the trades start coming through, or people start doing a lot more negotiation, it's more the reviewing of these trades and making sure that they make sense. So. Um, you know, some of the trades, you know, some of the, how the trades were phrased were very like, gen, like open-ended. So I don't like that. So we're going to, we're going to, you know, if I get open-ended trades, I'm going to be like, nope, you need to put a year <laughs> date to that, or you need to put something to that. We're not going to keep it like open till whenever or open forever if one's available. So things like that. No words right. like that. All right. Well, as, as, Commissioner, I'm just curious, what's your thought on, like, the status of the league so far? Like, it's been we, – I mean, we keep hammering it. It's been four weeks. So, like, status of the league, you think uh, – one is it, it's fairly – it seems fairly competitive for the most part. Um, seems like there's clearly one dominant team right now, uh, and the rest of the teams are nowhere near that other team. Uh, yeah. But, I, I mean, I guess – I mean, I know you have your comments rankings and whatnot, but just in general, status of the league and, like, what you think is uh, going on and, and, like, just any any thoughts that you might have that like you know you can't obviously like because your commerce rankings are based on like hey this is what I think the top six teams are, but I'm giving you kind of the platform to say like hey this is what I think about the league so far in general. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna ever. I think everybody's actively trying. You know, you can see on the waiver wires like every morning uh, or every Wednesday morning every you'll week, see how many yeah. people actively bid on all these players, and um, you know I'm not involved in all the trade talks, but I know there's trades that are trying to happen and this aren't going through. So I think that's the health of a league to know that it's sorry to know a league that is healthy is to know that like people are actively looking up, you know, doing the waiver wires, trying to do trades, trying to better their team or trying to go for it or whatever the case is. Right. So it's great yeah. to see that early on. Cause I feel like the leagues that don't like people are hesitant to trade or just too nervous are the ones that, you know, really don't get that much movement, a little bit more or less excitement. Um, 
and yes, to cheer some, you know, Naran's team has been at one for a while. I don't see that changing in general until unless something drastic happens to some of his players. Um, he might need to ask Amari, Amari Toomer or Amari, <laughs> is that his name? Cooper? Amari Amari, Cooper? Not Amari Cooper, the guy who shot himself in... Uh, oh, Plaxico uh, Burris? Plaxico Burris, yes. He needs to have Plaxico Burris join his team somehow <laughs> and <laughs> mess it I, up. I was, was going to ask, like, because the one thing you talk about, like, unless something changes, I was like, Cooper Cup should be coming back sometime in the near future, I would think. I, I, I believe they put him on IR. I think he's eligible to be start practicing, and, like, he could, in theory, come back, like, this week or next week. And mm-hmm. I think uh, the question is if if, he, if Cooper Cup comes back, you know Puka Nakua, who Nardo picked up, is is he going to be as effective as he was before? And then, um, and then, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know, right? Uh, the people were the, I heard both scenario situations that they both run different route trees, kind of, but are um, Matt Stafford's eyes going to look somewhere else first? Probably. Um, but it might be more like a Cooper and then, you know, Pikachu next. But other than that, you know, maybe Tutu might drop down or something like that along those lines. But um, yeah. yes, I called him Pikachu, by the way. Um, but um, yeah. I think I think it's, you know, for the most part, besides Rodgers going down, we, we really, really had any significant, I'm trying to think. Maybe I haven't been there, about it, but we might have had like somebody is out with a shoulder for a week, but nobody's really significantly been gone that was a key offensive player, right? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody like that, oh, besides that, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is uh, one, yeah, but. Nick Nick Chubb. There's some running backs. Nick Chubb's J.K. Dobbins, which I mean, so Nardo got Kyron Williams in place of J.K. Dobbins, and he's been doing fantastic. I know he's got a hip injury. But they say he's expected to play. He's going to play against Philly's defense. Um, so I mean, that that's realistically, I mean, that's the only other weakness on Nardo's team is his running back. Is is if like those guys get injured for whatever reason, um, his backups aren't necessarily as high caliber. He's got Roshan Johnson, who hasn't you know stolen anything mm-hmm. from Khalil Herbert, and yeah. uh, Kareem Hunt, who I mean, Jerome Ford's still getting the ball. So it's like. That would be the only thing. If Kyron Williams' hip injury turns into something bigger or somehow Tony Pollard. I mean, he's, I, I guess, honestly, this week might be like one of the better weeks to play Nardo just because Tony Pollard is playing at San Francisco. So that looks to be a difficult matchup. And and Kyron Williams playing versus Philly. That's a difficult matchup. I, I'm like, yeah, you're just like looking for weeks where like, all right, Nardo's not as strong this week. Maybe we could beat him. But like, unfortunately, like, I think Ashok's playing him, and, and Ashok's players are also not the best right now in terms of his running back. You got Justice Hill going as his second running back, um, yeah. which is going to not be the greatest. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, you never know. I mean, this is also the first week of buys, right? So you know, that's true. You got to you got to play that too, right? So week five is the first week of buys. So this is where you're act- actively seeing managers either need to pivot or go to their bench or decide to drop people that they don't want to drop. So who's going to be looking to upgrade their team? But yeah, in general, to tie it all back, yeah, I think, you know, it'll be good to see Naran lose one game just to know that he's not, um, <laughs> like, he, I, the question's when. He could be I mean, put he, it that way. The question is, is, is when at this point, not will he. It's, it's when. It's like, because I don't know that, like, there's not, there's not a week that he's it's, – it's honestly – it's I think week seven he plays Amar and I think uh, might be the – the because Amar's team is usually pretty strong. Uh, that that might be it. Um, I'm just trying to like see like other weeks that he might potentially have like players on by that would allow him to like – Yeah. I actually play in week 10 when Tyreek Hill and Kyron Williams are on by. So I'm like, okay, maybe – and Puka Nakua. So I was like – I might have a chance, maybe. Yeah. You know, Uh, you can run the table. I mean, Naran scored the probably, I think he scored out of the four weeks that we did, maybe two of them or three of them. He's been the highest, right, points or two. I think Litwin was one of them. Yeah. So I'm just just glad that, you know, he's going to obviously come back and yell at me and say, 
thanks for jinxing my team and he'll come back to this podcast to say that we screwed him over somehow. Um, but um, yeah, he did, he did a good job, you know, even re-upping his team and his biggest, his biggest stuff on his uh, roster is the two pickups that he had, which was Puka and Kyron. I mean, without those two guys, you know, he, his team probably would have been average just like us, but those two are just killing it right now. And anybody that picked them up, they might end up being, league winners you know just because no one again i mean no one picked up kyron right in the draft so yeah i mean i don't know about league winners because i think the big thing with them is right now they're helping you um win right now i don't know how effective both of them will become like i said when cooper cup gets back will will both of them be as effective um when that happens uh it's it's and you know how yeah. Aaron Williams has a hip injury is like how long is is, is it going to be something that lingers, and and I I think the league winner type of thing is some, one of those things where you get like week nine or something like that and then like it carries you into the playoffs and through the playoffs right where whereas in the beginning of the season it's nice to have the wins for sure because now Nardo is pretty much at this point he's pretty much guaranteed he's on basically in, in the playoffs short of imploding. Like mm-hmm. he's going to make the playoffs. So at this point, I think he's just like he has no ability to control over the no ability to control this. But he's just basically trying to make sure that he has like his players healthy as best he can. Like yeah. he can't control it, but it's like all right, let's fingers crossed. Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, none of them have a hamstring injury or something like that. Um, yeah, but, right. That makes sense. You want to be you want to start off strong. Okay, to take a lull in the middle and then start off. You ideally start off great at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's good. I'm I'm happy with where we're at. I'm happy with the activity, and so it looks like people are doing their research. They're following up on articles, and they're trying to get people. Looks like people are bidding on the same people. So overall, good. Yeah. Happy with it. I'm excited for the next. I don't know what what next ten weeks. I think or nine weeks. Yeah, ten weeks. Ten weeks. Ten weeks of uh, regular, regular season, season followed by the playoffs, which unfortunately you will not make this year. Um, so, okay. well, okay. you know, I could drop everybody on your team. I could lock everything <laughs> out and I could change your scores. So, and I could, I, I still <laughs> would somehow find a way to beat you this week. Yeah. I'm going to just give, I'm going to give Sam all your players will get negative points. It'll be, it'll be epic. It'll be like, Rishi zero, <laughs> Nooney negative 15. I'm going to give, just... I'm going to give Sam Howell 30 interceptions on his score before he even plays <laughs> as his handicap. Um, um, yeah, my team's not doing that great, but I'm, I was happy to get my first win this past week only because yeah. Justin Fields decided to show up, which might be a good intro to what the bears are doing and what that might look like. And there's a lot of rumors, you know, that was a tough loss in general to the Broncos. A lot of weird stuff happened at the end. And, but from a positivity standpoint, I was happy to see him throw the ball more, but I know it's an EV easier defense for sure, but it was just nice to see him not run and throw the ball with like authority and with confidence that he was throwing it, you know? So from that perspective, that was good. Um, but the rumor bills are going nuts. Now everybody hates everything the bears are doing, which is rightfully so the court coach is probably going to get fired at a minimum. I'm sorry, at a maximum at the end of the year, but some say even sooner. So the only problem I see with all of this is like we don't have we fire him, we don't have him, we don't have a DC. So I mean I but let's let's be real. Like it's not like the it's not like oh man, the defense is playing great. It sucks. So it's like it's not like you can get worse. You could get worse. This is everything could get worse. We're bad, but you could get you could throw seventy point games every week. <laughs> it's doable. We saw what one week is. I, I don't. Um, I don't. Let me put it this way: I don't think if another coach came in, it would be that much worse. Like I don't think they'd be like, "Oh man, we don't know how this works." It's like, no. Nah, I'm sure if you put the linebackers coach in there, they would be able to figure out enough to be able to run a defense that is the same as it is now. I mean, yeah, probably. I, I think. I think my personal. This is only my personal opinion. Is I think they're playing tomorrow, right Thursday. Yeah. I think they're going to give him the chance. We're probably going to lose tomorrow, but then I think they're going to give him the chance for that 11-day stretch to see what comes up on week six. And if a dud is on week six as well, then I think they might change the guard. 
Right. And then just fire him. I mean, it just depends on how it looks tomorrow, right? Like if it's tomorrow and it's like 31 to three, I I think they fire him. Oh, sure. But yeah, if yeah. it's like, if it's a close game or if they somehow find a way to win, then yeah, he's kept his job. But yeah, to your point, like I, it's just, it's going to be hard. He might have saved his job for the, the year, but he, I think he also knows he's leaving at the end of the, end of the yeah. season. So yeah. Like from that perspective, like I think all Bears fans knew that he wasn't going to be the long-term coach and he was more of an interim coach, you know, during this part, like that was all, but it, but it was just, you would hope just the interim was like, look better than what we're seeing, at least on the field. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't, me personally, my personal opinion is I, I would like to see Justin grow and I would like to see us not go for another quarterback this year. Like in the draft, if we end up getting yeah. the first or second pick, and you, you want an offensive or defensive lineman, right? Yeah, you have to build it the proper way. Get another O lineman, get a get a D lineman, whatever else, or trade that first or second pick for a bunch of assets, like we did again yeah. last year, and then let yeah. Justin do his fourth year, extend him his fifth year if we have to, and then see what that looks like. Because yeah. whatever new quarterback we're going to get is going to have to do the same shit that Justin did, and I don't want to ruin another kid. For no yeah, other and, reason. I, I mean, I guess the Bears currently projected for the number one and number two overall pick. To your point, if they trade, I mean, they they could get a boatload of picks yeah. off of that. Like, I mean, just like an absolute boatload to the point where, like, you could end up legitimately with, like, four first-round picks. Um, and, like, you could draft two D-linemen and two O-linemen, and that would be huge in terms of and that's, fixing. that's – that's kind of what you have to do, right? Like the Bears, if you think about it, between Mitch and Justin, we basically gave up four first round picks to yeah. get those two guys. And one guy was a failure. So we didn't even get those two other picks when we dropped Mitch. And they kind of want to do the same cycle with Justin, which is not what I want to do. You know, I if he's truly building it, what I would say is he hit on Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright looks competent enough. He's doing pretty good for a rookie. So I would, I would give yeah. him the benefit that sure he could probably pick O-lineman, but the D-line needs total help. And, um, you know, to everybody's point, it sucks, right? We, we The the O-line was missing three starters, like first couple of games. This last game, three of our starting secondary was all out. So, yeah, you know, I mean, we, we, I don't know. It's, it's, it's part of the game, right, to have depth, but some of it's also like, you can't do something when injuries happen. Luckily, Justin's been staying upright and he hasn't got hurt. So that's a positive. But um, what about your uh, Green Bay Packers? How does everybody feel after uh, Detroit went in there? I, I, I'm going to say this. Like, one, um, Quay Walker needs to figure stuff out. Like, uh, why is he jumping over the guy when it's a penalty no matter what? Like, even if he had cleared him, it's a penalty still. So, like, what's oh, going really- on there? It's, huh? it's totally illegal to do that. Yeah, if you're more than one yard away from the center, you can't jump over them. Oh, like it's okay. just That's illegal. Right. They, they, really they made that them. a safety rule because after it started happening the first year, they're like, "Now we," because it if the guy misses, which in this case, Quay Walker actually didn't fully get over. Like he partially stepped on his okay. back. Yeah, and so um, if he hadn't, it would have been a two score game, and it would have been very interesting. I think jo- Jordan Love would have drove down, and they they probably would have scored a touchdown because then they would have gone for a touchdown instead of trying to go for a field goal. And and it would have been at least an interesting game. And to that point is like I have confidence that like Jordan Love is more than capable of being a great quarterback. I've I've seen like what he can do right now, and this is literally his first year playing quarterback. People are like, oh man, Jordan Love's. It's like okay, he literally didn't play quarterback before. This is like his rookie year of playing quarterback effectively, mm-hmm. and um, he's. Missed a lot of throws. Um, I think he's like the highest off-target rate in the NFL. And it's insane. Like, he's done that, but he's also looked good. And so, like, if he could just bring that up to average, he would look spectacular, which I think is definitely doable. Um, He also hasn't had his weapons for a lot of the games. He hasn't had his O-linemen, to your point, same thing as the Bears, except he's at least making it look reasonable. He scored 20 points against the Lions. Granted, all in the second half, mind you, like – like they, they just—I don't know what's wrong with them in the first half. It's like there's some sort of mental block that they're having in the last two games. But um, I, th- I think part of it's just like Aaron Jones isn't fully healthy, and so he's like a big piece. Like AJ Dillon, 
he's big, but being big is is great for the winter time and like just trying to like goal line situation. But AJ Dillon's not like that elite back that Aaron Jones is, and so I I'm perfectly good with what the Packers are putting out. Jair Alexander's been out for the last two weeks. That's a big deal on the defensive side. Yeah. Eric Stokes is still injured. I mean, I am actually pretty darn good with the Packers right now. I, I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I but you, still but see you, issues. Do you, believe, do you believe the Lions probably will win the division this year? Um, you hate the Lions for some reason. I don't know yeah, why. Well, but. I don't know. I Well, because they're an NFC North team, and I just don't like them. I know, um, but yeah. yeah I, but just, you, I don't know. I mean, I, I think um, – I think it'll be. I think it'll be close. I, I haven't looked at the Lions' schedule, so like if the Lions have a relatively easy schedule, then probably yes. Well, they still um, have to play the Bears twice. They had to play the Vikings twice, and they got to play the Packers at Lambeau once. That's probably well. No, no, five. They, they already played the Packers at Lambeau, so it'll be it'll oh, be sorry, the Packers at Detroit. So that's probably four out of five wins right there. So they're already at yeah, eight. And, Okay, yeah, I'm looking at the rest oh, of their schedule. Yeah, okay, they got a relatively easy schedule. So, yes, I do think they will win the division just because their <laughs> schedule is fairly easy. Um, so, I, yeah. I don't think that – I think the Packers, with the injuries they have and whatnot, they're, I don't know that they'll win the division. I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't have an issue about it's a that. a wild card, yeah. Yeah, it's a wild card, and, and it, teams have shown. Like, it doesn't matter whether you're a wild card or you're a division winner. Um, yeah. I just want to point out that Jordan Love had – the lowest QBR this season at a f- yeah QBR that's was. ridiculous. We were we somebody posted that, that and we were trying to figure out how that's possible considering how he scored twenty points. Like how does how does he have a QBR that's so low and yet he scores twenty points? I'm like because that's, he he didn't throw a touchdown. He ran in a touchdown and oh my that should okay that's stupid. It's not part of the passing right. The QBR emphasizes on passing and targets true. and true. So true. That's why he, he scores low even though he. Got so many points, but yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with the Packers. I think the uh, some of the other teams in the league, like Daniel Jones, is getting zero help from his offensive line. It's just being oh, pressured God. like crazy. Yeah. Micah we Parsons have- is coming into his defense and being like, "Yeah, it's all Daniel Jones' fault," and like posting a picture of like four Seahawks bearing down on him. And it's just like when you have your division rival defensive end backing the quarterback of your team, like that's insane. Like. Michael Parsons defending Daniel Jones like all the time. Like this is what right, I would well, say. That, yeah, this is what I would say. Like no matter how bad the Bears are, like even if Justin isn't the person, we're not the Giants who gave forty million, million a year. Or yeah, forty million. Sorry, forty over million four years? Say, over four years. It was eighty guaranteed? Oh, I think eighty was guaranteed, or seventy-three was guaranteed. But yeah, that's just ridiculous. For that, I mean, I don't one year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's the problem or if it's the offensive line. I, I honestly think, like, part of it looking at it is like it looks like the offensive line is the problem, which is crazy because like you know what, they you know what try it, to build yeah. up their offensive line. You know what it is? It's that it takes the NFL usually a year for all the teams to see what the new coach or new OC does to re- reflect. So, like, this is common. Yeah. So, like, with when when we had Matt Nagy and Mitch, yeah, we went yeah. thirteen and three that first season. Mm-hmm. And then the next season, bombed out because everybody kind of knew what we were doing. Dable, yeah. same thing the year before. The, you know, Giants overachieved. Now you look at it, it looks like garbage. The year before that, or the coach before that, Kellen, not Kellen Moore, who's the guy at um, the Vikings? Uh, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, so first year, Vikings unstoppable last year. It looked unreal. And now this year... Everybody kind of knows what they're doing. So it takes like a year for this stuff to all happen. Oh, shoot. We lost you for a little bit. Rishi, it looks like I lost you again. Oh, man. I can't hear you. Yeah, so I think that is why pretty much I feel that it takes a year. So we might be seeing it now with like, uh, although I do think CJ Stroud is actually reading the field properly, but Houston's the same way, right? No one expected them to be this good no, actually competing. No. And this is the first year that they're instilling their offense. So, you know, it's like almost like the second year hangover that happens. Um, even your, your uh, Trevor Lawrence, right? This is his second year under Doug Peterson. Yeah. Doug Peterson's thing. And they're not looking great. So it's like, no, almost they're definitely like, not. 
yeah, so it only takes like the second year is when the NFL catches on and says, okay, this is what they're doing. So that first year is what everybody gets like, oh, wow, look at this guy's great. And then it takes a year for them to figure it out. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, yeah, that's from a win loss perspective. I feel like of stats wise, fantasy wise, I feel like some of the stuff it matters and some it doesn't. Like Justin Jefferson is still doing just as well as he did before. Yeah, uh, but like yeah, to your point, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence is definitely not. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, you got a bunch of yeah, you got how did how did the new people do in year two? Um, this would be a good stat to look at in general, even like. I mean, I know that he's been there, but like Joe Burrow, you know, the Bengals don't look great, and I know they're hurt, but I think they did. But see, they do this every year. Every year they start up slow, and then they win like nine straight games, and they're like humming for the playoffs. And it's part somebody somebody brought it up. It's like because Joe Burrow does not play in the preseason, he gets hurt, he doesn't have that chemistry, and then mm-hmm. once after a few weeks, he finally figures it out. Figures out how to throw to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and then it's just go. So yeah. I, I don't think that the Bengals will be a problem, but uh, you know, I have a feeling they might not. Uh, I don't know why, but I have a gut feeling that I'm, they might not make the playoffs this year. I mean, they have a strong division. You got Pittsburgh. You got uh, the Ravens. Although the Pittsburgh looked Pittsburgh horrible sucks. last week. Pittsburgh sucks. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, you wanted to, let's switch topics, right? So there was a, outside of that, outside of football, um, some big news. Big, big news. news. So October, which just started, is actually the like the trifecta of the best sports kind of coming to culminating together, which is football is there, basketball is starting in October, and we're going to get um, baseball playoffs, which already started. So yeah, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I'll follow it. So ideally, yeah. October is a really good month for this. Um, so relevant sports, um, but there was some big news in the NBA, right? In the, the yep. I guess uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks got yeah. Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. They had to trade away Drew Holiday um, to do that, um, and uh, but they they end up with uh, Damian Lillard. So now they got their big three of Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that's kind of a big deal. And then on the, on the back end of that, when Portland got Drew Holiday, they then traded him to the Boston Celtics. So now the Boston Celtics starting lineup looks like Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kristaps Porzingis, and Al Horford. So it's, it's it seems like it's uh, shaping up to be Milwaukee versus Boston um, yet again. And uh, it'd be interesting to kind of see like what happens there and, and, Hopefully, though, both those teams are able to stay healthy. I don't, I don't know what your thought is on which team is better. Like, what combo do you like better mm-hmm. um, with those trades? Yeah, I. so I think it's – I don't know yet. Um, it's too hard to tell. I think it's – those two are the favorites. I agree. I like Dame a lot, like just as a player or as, you know – as a person, he, he really was, for the most part, doing all the right things in Portland. Um, I think I more side with Milwaukee because of what they only had to give up to get him versus what Boston ended up giving up to get, you know, Drew Holiday. And I do I do like Drew Holiday a lot, too. I think he's a really good player and person. But these guys are all getting up in age. So, uh, you know, and Porzingis is always hurt. So yeah. I thought that Williams, think- guy, their center Williams, is, was a big deal getting, you know, trading him away. So to me, I thought that was the worser of the two trades. But I, I can understand because Celtics have been like number two, you know, pretty much the last yeah. couple of years. And it seems like they needed to switch something up that something wasn't working. I think I think the reason they think it'll work is because – uh, by trading for Drew Holiday and Chris Sorzingas, like those guys aren't expected to be option number one or even two, and I think I think that's why they think it might work because like ultimately when it comes down to it, you can have like a uh, your second group. Like some of the times they'll have Drew Holiday and Porzingis or Drew Holiday and Jason Tatum and and uh, Jalen Brown, Porzingis, etc. 
and like these mixes so that way like you always have like a, a person on the floor that is a primary ball handler and is able to to create and score and um in general like defensively they'll they'll be good uh, with drew holiday still like marcus smart was a good defender but like drew holiday is mm-hmm. actually drew probably holiday. even a better defender i think so it's just i think for them to your point they wanted to switch it up but it's just like it, it allows them to make sure they always have somebody on the floor who can be there offensively and it's not always just okay we need jason tatum to come in the game or Jalen brown to get hot and yeah. I, I I think that's why they did it. I do agree. Damian Little so the crazy thing is I think like that yeah, the Damian Little Giannis thing is better. And the reason yeah. I think that is Damian Lillard's range is so far, it's almost Steph Curry like. And Giannis needs somebody to unclog the paint. And if there's anyone to do that as Dame, because you gotta step out on him. If you don't, he's gonna be draining threes from like so far away. And then if you do step out on Dame and Dame decides to drive, he's got the ball, he can kick it out to Chris Middleton or to or if Giannis ends up getting the ball, he'll just be like dunking in the paint all the time. I think the combination is perfect. And like those guys, yes, while you lose your defensiveness in Drew Holiday, like you still got Bobby Portis, you know, over Giannis. there. Like yeah. I, I think I think the the combo is definitely good and I think I think this can be a hard team to beat. I I, I don't I mean, I don't I'm with you. I think the the only thing that I would say is they basically mortgaged their future for Dame with the three first yeah. row pick they gave up. But the the purpose I think they also did it was, you know, Giannis is up and they didn't do the contract extension. So this is like an incentive. They're trying to incentivize them to say, look, we brought in a superstar here. We want to, you guys to build what we got between the three of them. And the, that was one of the main reasons that they didn't ask about Chris Middleton because yeah. to be included in the trade was because him and Giannis were so tight and they didn't want to put that on Giannis to say if they they were able to do the trade without Chris, you know? So it was his yeah. kind of the GM. That makes sense. And you want to be able to have a big three, right? Like you want to be able to have – it's not just Giannis and one other guy because then that, that, that makes it just difficult. It puts a lot on Giannis, whereas – a big three is like, okay, Giannis can be off the floor and you still have the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just excited that basketball's back. Let's kind of see where everybody lands and see what that looks like too. The Bulls are probably going to be, we won't make Bad. the playoffs again and we'll suck again and it'll be another year without Lonzo Ball and who knows, Zach doesn't know how to pass the ball and DeMar's still going to do his handful of games. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but we did end up getting that something Carter or Javon Carter from the yeah Bucks Javon Carter the point guard as our yeah. starting point guard is my guess and he went to Proviso East I think or Proviso West so he's a Chicago kid so it's always a little bit more pride I think when they play for their home team yeah so. should be should be better from a defensive standpoint um, I think I mean ultimately at the end of the day. When it comes to it, they'll probably make the playoffs this year with him there. And um, but I mean, I don't think they're going to go very far. They might lose first round, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe make it second round and then lose there for sure if they do. But uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of crappy. I mean, the, the Bulls front office put themselves in a bad situation. They had to resign Vucevic because there really wasn't any o- other option that they saw. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they should have done. It. I mean, like, look, if it doesn't work get rid of them and put somebody else in there and let's see if they can play, to be honest with you. But like, um, and then yeah, Lonzo ball, just a very, it's an unfortunate contract. It's like at the time you didn't think anything of it, but you're right. I can't, sorry, I keep on jumping in, but the Lonzo ball was a thing that really changed the whole chemistry of this team and the makeup of this team. Um, that's, that's, injuries are part of the game, but this, this one will suck because this is like a two year injury. So, yeah. 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 Anyway, still we'll rock the bull shirt just like I'll rock my bear shirt until the good and the bad. Good and the miserable, I guess. Bad is a nice way of saying what the bears are. So miserable. Yep. Yeah. Um, last topic is going to be uh, is an off topic. It's not about sports at all. This is more so on. Uh, I'm just, I'm curious your thoughts on like short term and long term visitors to your home. So like, when I say short-term visitors, I'm talking about like, hey, these people are coming over for dinner or, you know, they're coming from like, uh, you know, maybe they're coming from like 
a couple hours away they're just coming to visit you and and you know they're not going to stay overnight because they got a hotel mm-hmm. and they're going to like a wedding or something like that and then mm-hmm. you got your long-term visitors who are like hey you know whether they're family members friends whatever they're there for like a weekend um and they're they're going to stay over or you know for whatever reason like a week or whatever and i guess it, it probably does matter whether it's family friends or somebody you know very well or not but i guess my question to you is like how um, what do you feel like from a short, let's like a short-term visitor, long-term visitor separately, but like, what do you feel like you need to do for that person in terms of like hospitality, in terms of like, okay, are you required to provide them food? Are you required to provide them like something entertaining to do? And then um, from a standpoint of like a long-term visitor, like what amenities do you feel like you need to provide them? And like, do you think like, oh man, every single meal, I got to make sure they got like, I, like I'm providing them every meal. Like if they're staying for an entire weekend, like what yeah. level of effort are you trying to put in and how do you feel like that should be with, uh, with the guests that visit your home? So I think there's different variables. So we could maybe try to cover a couple of, of them and then I'll try to give an answer for each type. Um, so let's start with, family so family uh if family stays over they're usually staying over for short-term family it's just like a visit if they come over for dinner you know we're picking it up there's nothing like we split dinner or anything they're coming to our house we're gonna host Um, are you gonna cook food are you gonna buy food or is it just based on whatever whoever's coming uh usually we would probably buy if it's a you know uh, unless I have time to go barbecue or something, but for the most part, if that's not the case, it's really we're going to probably just order some food out for all of us to eat at our house. Um, it's different when you have kids. So when we didn't have kids, sure, that's different. You know, you either go out or you go get food, everybody come back, and those were longer nights. But once you have kids from a, your nights, you know, you have your evening routines that you got to kind of go into and start doing to put them to sleep and everything like that. And the it just changes your season of life even for anybody staying at your house so um my brother usually stays at our house when he comes here and he stays for a couple of days he's you know nobody's demanding you know we'll we'll ask what do you want for breakfast what do you want for lunch what do you want for dinner um those are usually the couple of things that we'll ask and he's pretty easy you know we don't feel all obligated to go out to like these fancy restaurants or anything like that. Family's family. They're more coming just to hang out with the kids or spend time with you. Right. So that's easy. Um, would you, um, for short term and long term, um, you know, we would cover it. I lost you again. Dent. Yeah. So like if from that perspective, my brother or, my sister-in-law's come to, you know, we're all just hanging out and, you know, we'll usually pick up whatever since we're hosting. That's just common. So uh, I, get, I get a quick question because you were mentioning like you'll ask your brother like, hey, well, you know, what do you want for breakfast? What do you want for lunch? What do you want for dinner? And like, you know, how like you were saying like he's not, you know, super demanding like, oh, I'm very picky. Like I need this or I need that. I guess the question is like, would you, you feel obligated though? Like you, you're, you're going to provide all three meals for him. You're not yeah, going to be like, all right, you're on your own for lunch or like whatever. Like, no, no, you're going to get all three meals from us. You're here. Yeah, and you, yeah, I would I would definitely take care of it. And then sometimes, you know, he'll be like, if he stays for a couple of nights, he'll be like, I'm going to pick up dinner or I'll t- I'll, I'm going to get dinner for us. And we won't fight him on it. You know, it's, it is what it is. I think it's easier to do that with family. And then but if friends come, it's more like. You feel almost like they're coming to your house. You're treating them. Usually they're out of state friends coming to stay with you. So like they, they travel, they paid for that money. The least I could do is cover them, even though they're staying at my house. Um, and you'll see like, even then, like depending on the friends, they'll like, if you guys go out or they'll bring you a nice bottle at the end or, you know, just yeah. things like that. Like, Oh, I'm coming in. Here's, here's this, take this, leave this here. Um, so I think it's, always common courtesy and it's not expected but most of the time that hey if the house that's hosting is the one that's covering for all the expenses and it's up to the, the guest to basically say hey let me chip in or i want to get this uh, i mean that's 
so that's from a food perspective i guess from a amenities perspective right like i imagine like so somebody comes over they get their own room and oh um, yeah and then like do you provide like are like are you like okay i'm gonna give them like obviously uh, bed sheets and everything will be it'll be clean and everything but like are you giving them like okay here's a towel here's toothpaste here all this stuff or like what what do you what do you ex- like yeah when you're so- preparing for a guest like i because i'm curious because i'm like that's one of the things I always think about is like if somebody comes over, like what things should you have? And like, um, you know, like especially like for me, I visit, I try and visit a lot of people, especially if they are willing to have me. I'm like, oh, sure, I'll go visit you. And so it's like one of those things where like I notice like, oh, certain people have different levels of like what they give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's just, it's intriguing to see kind of what, what that is. Like for me, I could care less. Like I'm not very picky, but like, um, I am curious to see like the different people's mindsets on like what the expectation is from what, like, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. So my sister-in-law stayed with us like this past weekend or two weekends ago, uh, from North Carolina and she, her and her family came. So, um, you know, luckily we have this space in our house where we can give them a whole room that's connected to a bathroom. So they have their own bathroom connected to their room. So what we'll do is before they come, we'll just make sure the room's clean as best we can and just put all the toys stuck in the closet or something that's in that room for the time being. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll strip the sheets, put in uh, brand new sheets, um, and then we'll provide them, like, toothpaste, like mouthwash in the bathroom, provide them towels for everybody that needs their own towel, and then there'll be, like, obviously conditioner, soap, things like that in their shower or whatever they need so that's you know i don't expect if you go to somebody's house it's like you don't expect them to you don't expect to bring your own stuff like sure if you have your own soap that you want to use go for it it's up to you but we don't expect people to bring towels with them to our house yeah i mean they use our laundry it's kind of like a hotel yeah they 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 use our laundry machines they use our washing machines you know they'll clean their clothes after they're dirty put it back in their suitcase clean like those are all like common things, you know, that we don't think anything of. Nice. Okay. I yeah, I was curious about that because, like, again, like I said, there's there's different people that feel different way about things where they feel like, you know, I know there's some people who feel like, okay, just because you're visiting doesn't mean I'm going to give you everything. Like, right, I'll give you certain things, but it's like, look, I, I like it's a burden on them. They sometimes I feel like some people feel it's a burden on them to like be able to provide this or like, oh, why should I have to do all this? Like. Um, and I, for me, me personally, I'm just like one of those, like, if I'm, I'm thinking I'm in the same boat as you, whereas like, if you're coming to my place, I'm going to make sure that I'm the best host possible and I'm going to give you everything that you need. And, um, you know, whether, whether that person does that in return is, is irrelevant, right? Cause you, everyone has their own standards and rules in their own house. But like, if you're in my, if you're in my place, I'm going to try and do the best that I can with what I have. And if I don't have it, I'm going to make sure, like, next time, okay, shoot. If, especially, I want people to tell me about it. Like, be honest. That's, like, my biggest thing is, like, just tell me the truth. Like, if you can't tell me the truth, like, one, we shouldn't be friends. And, like, it's just, like, tell me the truth. Next time, I'll make sure I have it. And then, like, make it the best experience as, as possible. Um, and so, like, I think the same thing short term, right? Like, so, like, for me, it doesn't matter whether it's short term or long term. Make sure that, like, if you're staying at the place, you get the best possible that i can give you mm-hmm. um and so like short term like i don't like preferably i don't want people to bring stuff over and have to worry about that like oh shoot i gotta go over to this person's place i gotta make sure i gotta remember what to bring or make something or do something like no just come over and bring yourself now like if it's like it's different if it's like like if we do like a, a thanksgiving type of thing where like it's customary to for somebody to bring a dish over then sure yeah. i can understand that but like otherwise if it's just like hey i'm inviting you over I'm like, I, to your point, I want to be able to provide everything that you're needing so you have a good time and you're comfortable. Yeah, no, I think that's some of it's also probably a cultural thing, too. You know, that's how we were growing up with seeing how when you traveled to different states or you hung out with everyone who was family at different states, even though you weren't related to them from an Indian perspective, they would treat you just like family. And I think that's just ingrained in us too, as the next generation, uh, not just Indian, but I, I know it's like a, you know, whenever I go to like, if I ever go to Zane's house, I mean, his mom treats us just like, you know, we were one of hers and things like that. So 
Yeah. It's just, I think, how you were growing up and treated. And I think that kind of went down to the next level for your kids. So um, actually, I think you, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing, I, I, there's a lot of, I'm ignorant about. So if I am ignorant on this, I'm sorry. But like, is that not, I mean, from a Christianity standpoint, is that not one of the things that is mentioned in the Bible is to like to provide for those that, for guests yeah. that come over to, to, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who say they're Christian and don't do Christian like things. So. Okay, but it is it is it is like yeah, it is like a customary true. thing. One hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, the, it, it's just I think it's also how you were brought up. And I think it comes a long way to how you treat others and what is expected. You know, some people don't even like people coming to their house. So that is that is true. Yeah, and I I feel like yeah, I, there's there's more time because. Like, I feel like um, the people that don't like the social interactions, I'm like, that's, that's what life is all about. I mean, that's, um, and, and I feel like you're missing out if you don't want that stuff and you don't uh, expect that stuff. And so like, uh, I, for me, it's just like, oh man, try and like, you, you only live so long, try and have as many social interactions as you possibly can. Like I, like I get that there are t- certain, like, yeah, you don't, there are certain times where you want to like decompress and just like, okay, I want to date myself. Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, if you have that opportunity, like if there are people that are willing to hang out with you who want to hang out with you, and if there are people that you enjoy being around and you have a good time, and, and even in some cases doing certain things that make you uncomfortable, like take the opportunity to do that if you can. And because and, you only get so many chances to do it. And to your point, like once you have kids, it just becomes even harder because then like instead of being able to just, hey, let's go out and go get dinner someplace. Now you have kids, you, you, you have to, for the most part, you have to stay in, right? Like you can't just take them out till like 10 o'clock at night, like, cause they got a bedtime and everything. So, yeah. Um, or you gotta, you gotta alternate with your wife or and then, like, then you're making a sacrifice there, right? Like, of like, okay, shoot, like someone's going to not be able to be able to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I, uh, I, I, I'm trying to actively now call people when I'm driving in the car versus just listening to music or staring into the road and listening to the sports talk radio because I feel like calling someone is long, like a long lost thing now with all the texting that's yeah. happening. And, I, and it's just sometimes I just want to pick up and say hey to somebody. So. Is it- is it awkward for you when you call somebody that you haven't called in a while or you're like the first time you do it, you're like, Hey, what's up? And they're like, why? Oh, what's up? Like, why are you like, do you ever get like, Oh, why are you calling me? Like type of thing? Yeah. Oh, all the time. But I give the, I, I give like the preamble, like everything's good. I'm just calling cause I'm driving just to check up and say, what's up? Nothing's going on. <laughs> and then, um, now that it's been a rotation, everybody kind of like understands like, okay. Matt's just calling a call or something like that. So I just feel like that's a long lost thing. I I wish we didn't just fully went on to, you know, texting. I feel like, I feel like some people get annoyed by it. And that's like, that's part of the problem. It's like, I'm like, oh man, if I call this person, like either, cause you don't know if they're super busy. And then like, I feel like some of them get annoyed and be like, oh yeah, Hey, I gotta go. And then it's just like, okay, well, and then like the problem is because people don't call that much, then like, they don't call back and it's just like, it's awkward. And it's like, okay, well, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess like ultimately in the, the day you control what you control and you can try what you can try to do. And if, if it works out, yeah. it works out. And so if you're busy, you're busy. It's cool. Like, yeah. There's no hard feelings. Oh, <laughs> like for sure. For sure. It's just like, yeah. but the thing is like, I get that you, I get that. No, no, I get that completely. My, my thing is like, yes, you're busy, but at some point, not even asking, at some point within the next two weeks, it would, it's, I feel like it's, it's at that point, like you should remember like, Oh shoot, this person called me. I was busy. Let me call him back. And I feel like people don't do that. Oh yeah. That might be true. I'm pretty, I'll tell you this. I'm pretty bad at texting people back right away. Like I'll see it flash on my, my like watch, my Apple watch. And I'm like, okay, I'll get back to it. And then like after a couple meetings, I just like kind of clear my messages and I never respond back. And then I'll be like, Oh, because you're not looking at your phone, huh? Because you're not looking at your phone. Because I, I, I just I get perplexed by that all the time. I don't understand how people do that. It, it just perplexes me because I think, uh, I, and I guess if you just have if you have a watch that is coming through on and you're just clearing it, that makes sense. But if like if you're looking at your phone, 
and like you see a text on your phone, like naturally you're then in your text app and like you see all the other texts, you're like, oh shoot, yeah, I didn't respond to this. Let me go look at it. So to me, it just perplexes me a little. And I think part yeah. of that is also like, it's based on how important you think that person is. Like, right, if 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 Lisa yeah. is texting you, you're probably not just gonna like, oh, let me let me just scroll by that. You're probably gonna go back and be like, oh shoot, I gotta, I gotta read what she said and actually text her back, right? Like, you you would be surprised um, that how <laughs> both of us respond back to text because it's more like it's different when it's your spouse. It's like some of it don't doesn't require. It's more just FYI, this is happening, or I'm getting the kids. Okay. Like there's no there's no reason to respond, right? It's not like a request or anything like that. It's like informative when you're like, especially just talking to your significant other. It's more informative, um, and sometimes I wouldn't take it as like offense. So I, me personally, my personal thing is I don't like responding like okay or thumbs up or I'll get back to you. I like to respond back like if you ask me a question, saying like, hey, Nuni, are you free for lunch on this day? Or can you do dinner on this night? It's not like let me get back to you. I'm 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 holding it to go wait to talk to Lisa or somebody else to see what my schedule looks like before I respond. Be like, yeah, I'm good. Blah blah blah. Versus me saying, I'll get you know like let me check. Okay. And then I, then it sits in the back burner forever. So that's kind you, of that's kind of like I mean, the second I, part to it. I appreciate that perspective because for, for me, like it's part of it is like your life and, and your lifestyle and what you have, right. is different than, than mine. Like you are one, you are definitely significantly more busy than I am. Cause you have, you have two kids, you have a wife, you have, you have a job where you travel, right? Like, so it's like a significantly more busy life. Um, so I think for you, it's like, it's much harder as well. And like, cause for me, like, for example, like today, like I had, I had the thing that I was supposed to do with uh, guy scheduled it for seven o'clock. Right. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. sure. Seven o'clock. And because normally we do six and I'm like, seven's fine. He's like, thanks for being flexible. I'm like, oh, no problem. I'm like, I have nothing else. Like, this is my one thing that I'm doing after work. And mm-hmm. so then like, uh, it was like two o'clock or something like that. Text me. Hey, are we okay to bump it at six 30? I'm like, sure. Cause it's not like, I'm like, I don't have anything else that I like absolutely have to do. And so for me, it's just like, I don't have as many things to do to the point where like, I can respond back. I can look at my phone. I can do all that stuff. Um, and, and I, I am very active with my phone. Um, and so like, I think that's part of it is just like, I personally just don't have as much stuff that I have to do. Um, like all this stuff is just stuff that I want to do. And it, I think it, for me, it, like it's nice, but at the same time, it's like, I, I can, so it helps me to understand a different perspective of like, Hey, like there are certain things where one, you have a watch that you look at it on Two, you just don't have the time three, like certain things you don't necessarily need to respond to, or like in your point, you want to be able to get all the facts before you respond mm-hmm. and uh, appreciate the perspective. Yeah. That's kind of what I, I kind of, it's kind of bad because I think the, we could probably end the topic soon, but that's kind of how I treat work. Like when you get work emails and somebody gives you a, a, oh, a question I, or an assignment or looking for a response there's people that you would get like okay let me look into it versus and then you just start this email chain that makes no sense versus then you just wait get the information you need to provide and then provide that information so i'm 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 big for work i'm the opposite i'm like i like i can't handle like it's not that i can't I feel the need to be able to respond as quickly as possible. And then granted with a solution uh, to, yeah. or, or let somebody know like, Hey, I don't have a solution. I am looking at this. I will try and get back to you. Um, if I can, if I know a time frame estimate, I'll try and give them one. But like, I want to make sure that this person knows that I'm on my shit. Um, mm-hmm. And that like, Hey, this is getting done. And I, I've had several people like, cause I'll respond sometimes within like five minutes and other times within 15 minutes, whatever, Sometimes in an hour, but like, it's just one of those things where like, I will give them a solution. And like, I've had people be like, oh, thank you for the quick response. I'm like, no, this is, I don't say this back to them, but in my head, I'm like, no, this is my expected response of what you should expect from me. You should expect me to deliver the solution quickly to the point where you're like, damn, this guy's good. Like, I want you to think like, this guy's good. Let me go to him every time. And so like, that is my end goal. And so for Mm -hmm. work, I'm just like, F this, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to impress the shit out of everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's, that's ultimately at the end of the day, it's about like, 
who you can connect with and like, cause that might help you in the future with something else. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds good. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. Thanks. Nudie. Appreciate it. Appreciate you staying up late. Uh, uh, you get back tomorrow or you, yes, next day or tomorrow. Nope. Coming back tomorrow, probably in nice. time to see the bears lose. So, wow. Um, Hopefully your kids can distract you from that. Uh, appreciate you uh, being on the podcast. Look forward to you coming out again at some point, uh, hopefully in the near future, maybe not next week or anything, but uh, sometime soon. Um, uh, we're going to start having more podcasts. I'm going to send out an email to everyone, so thank you. And uh, have a wonderful Wednesday night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.